Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, I'm Dave Parsons, and I serve at Golden Hills as a community pastor, overseeing visitation and prayer. And today's Golden Hills Podcast Daily will be in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. If you have your Bible, I would encourage you to read along with me as I read the passage from the ESV version. Paul wrote, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm sure like many of you, the Bible has become a source of great encouragement and hope as we continue to wade our way through this pandemic. Romans 8 is probably one of my favorite passages and considered by some to be the greatest chapter in the Bible. In this podcast, I'd like to highlight some of the truths found in Romans 8, which I believe will give us courage, stability, and endurance in the days to come. Paul begins by asking the question in verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? What things is he talking about? All the glorious truths mentioned throughout the epistle to the Romans. For example, just in chapter 8 alone, he reminded his readers, there was no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, that they were indwelt, empowered, and led by the Holy Spirit. He reminded them that the sufferings of the present time cannot compare to our future glory, and that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, and that God causes all things to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. So Paul asks, in light of these truths, what shall we say to these things? He goes on to ask six more questions. First, if God is for us, who can be against us? I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but most likely you're facing some significant challenges. In fact, there are probably days when you're not sure you're going to make it. Let this question sink in. If God is for us, who can be against us? There are many things that can be against us. Satan and his wicked spirits, disagreeable people, unfortunate circumstances, just to name a few. But my friends, remember this, God is for you. 
The almighty, ever-present, all-loving God is for you. He promised that he is for us. He has our back. The second question solidifies the fact that he is for us. Paul says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? When you begin to doubt if God is for you, think about the sacrifice he made on your behalf. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 Or as Paul wrote earlier in Romans, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If God was willing to sacrifice his most precious son to save us from our sins, don't you think he will willingly and lovingly give to you what you need at this time? Of course he will. Paul goes on this passage to ask, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. The scene here shifts to a courtroom scene. You know, there are plenty of people who bring a charge against us. We're not perfect people. As sinners, we fall short of God's glory constantly. Our number one accuser is Satan himself. In Revelation 12.10, it states that Satan is the accuser of our brothers who accuses them day and night before our God. We often feel guilty because we are guilty. But praise God, we are justified by God, declared righteous. Romans 5.1 states, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Next, Paul asks, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God who indeed is interceding for us. You know, we live in a society, a culture that is quick to condemn. The definition of condemn is to express complete disapproval of, typically in public, censure. The secondary definition is to sentence someone to a particular punishment, especially death. As believers, we live in a hostile world as aliens and exiles and are often censured by the ungodly for our convictions and faith. Yet who is to condemn us? Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose victoriously from the grave. Jesus has the right to judge and he will in the last judgment. But Jesus already paid the penalty for our sins and gave us his righteousness. We need not fear condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. Furthermore, Jesus is now at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us. The writer of the Hebrews writes, He is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them, Hebrews 7.25. You know, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I wonder if anyone has prayed for me. Then I remember my Savior is always praying for me 24-7, and he knows exactly what I need. The famous Scottish pastor Robert Murray McShane once said, If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. 
Paul continues with his questions. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. As you know, Paul was frequently in grave danger because of his ministry. In our nation, we don't experience the kind of persecution and danger Paul endured, but many believers throughout the world do. I want you to ask this question and personalize it. Who or what shall separate you from the love of Christ? Shall disease? Shall lack of resources? Shall the loss of a job? Shall the disapproval of others? Shall your lack of faith? Shall your weakness and inadequacy? Shall your fears and anxiety? What could possibly separate you from the love of Christ? Paul concludes the passage with the answer, absolutely nothing. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. No matter what believers go through in this world, we are conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the encouraging words Paul wrote to the Corinthians when he said, But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Paul sums up the passage in Romans with this conviction. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brothers and sisters, we are going through a very challenging and scary time with this COVID-19 pandemic. None of us know how it will turn out, but we do know this. We do know this. Our God, our Savior, is for us, and He loves us, and nothing can separate us from His love. Let me close with the words from one of my favorite hymns written by Frederick Lehman. Let these words sink deep into your souls. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forever endure the saints and angels' song. Amen. Father, thank you for this wonderful passage that reminds us that there's nothing in this world, nothing that can separate the elect, those chosen of you, from your wonderful, incredible love. And Lord, even as we go through this very difficult time right now in our nation and in our homes, and as there's fear and anxiety, we know, Lord, that your love is steadfast your love will always be there, and this gives us great confidence and peace. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.